chat new episode all right how do you like that new theme music new I jingle recorded? i just came up with that believe it or not 2.0 ah. run chat yeah. and no if, musical and if there is or is not a jingle you'll be able to tell which of us edited this episode <laughs> oh <Ouch>. what jingle <laughs> i don't I, remember that on my computer that's why i always record on my computer <laughs> always have backup yeah so is this really episode 10 i think, think so that's how i save the file all right, then episode 10 it is. Yeah. Double digits. Congratulations, guys. Right. Right. We Cheers. Made it. Cheers. Cheers. Good sound effects uh, we got. Pause, pause for the uh, drinking. drinking. Brooklyn Brewery Summer Ale. Our new sponsor, Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. It's, uh, it is summertime, even though it's winding down. If you down. say it, it'll happen. That's the secret. We're, we're Brooklyn's favorite running podcast. They're Brooklyn's favorite brewery. It was a match made in heaven. Yes. It was like, it was just fate. We should do Kismet. We should do a Run Chat Beer Mile sponsored by Brooklyn Brewery. Ooh. At at, Bur- at, at, Brooklyn, at Brooklyn Brewery. Brewery. Just run around the brewery for a while. Yeah. Do you, or do like cuz that's right off uh, That's right by the Brooklyn Mile which right. just happened last Ooh. week. Yeah. Good segue there. So, thank you. So have getting right so into s- it. Set up a mile course along Kent Avenue like the Brooklyn Mile <laughs> except at every quarter mile have a checkpoint where you have to pound a beer before you continue. Yeah. Sounds like we have a special guest this episode. That's true. Uh, our fourth co-host is Violet, my toddler. Hi, Violet. Who is currently working on her running. And way more interesting than oh, us. Oh, she's running in place now. Yeah. Yeah, so if we get distracted or one of us disappears for a while... It's because she's climbing up a set of stairs that she shouldn't be climbing yeah. up. She's fine right now, though. If anybody's listening to this and is worried... Her child was hurt in this yeah, if, uh, podcast. If you, yeah. if you were, say, like, for example, Violet's mother and you're worried about what <laughs> yeah. she's doing right now, she's fine. If she's anything fine. bad were to happen, you would not hear this episode. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's been a while. It has since, been a while. Uh, we've podcasted. <laughs> Violet has been taking up uh, a lot of... Some of our time, yeah. some travels. It was in Montana some, for a week. Oh yeah, you, know, yeah. you were. I was you traveling. I don't overseas. even know when the. Yeah, last I went to Italy was. the other day. Yeah, yeah no big deal. Back. Um, it was a good time. We did some running while we I were. I went over to there. Manhattan this morning. Ooh. Wow. Ran. Wow. If, if if anybody uh, is someone who likes to travel, uh, run on their travels, I definitely recommend Lucca, Italy, Ooh. which is about yeah. twenty minutes outside of Pisa. It's a walled city, but the. Uh, the wall is as wide as like a, a Manhattan city street, so you could run on top of it, Ooh. ride bikes on top of it. It's two and a half miles long, um, and you you basically run around the entire city. Wow, That's I, really I was cool. actually there for my honeymoon, but didn't do the running piece. Really, oh, I ran a little bit, but not like you're talking yeah. about in Luca. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. Went there uh, for a day trip. We were staying oh, nice. in Tuscany, and then we were in Florence. It's a beautiful we city. And Cinque Terre. Yeah, I like the Luca better Ready. than Florence than really? Firenze. Firenze, yeah. yeah. Well, Caitlin studied uh, abroad in Firenze, so she had a as nostalgic, as did as did uh, Oh wow, it was nostalgic kind of uh, reasoning to be. Yeah, there, I think but, uh, I think Billy got a bad taste of Florence because it was ninety five thousand degrees. It was while it, we were there. It was like ninety nine and up during the day while we were there. Yeah, we were there in, in April, and that was a much um, kind of like today actually. The weather it was like cool, warm during the day, but nice sweatshirt weather in the evening, which is. Great running weather. Well, in, in the summer, uh, Luca has a summer music festival, which is being 
the main event is in September. The Rolling Stones are playing there. Oh, really? Uh, while we were there, Imagine Dragons was playing. And I, my wife and I both love Imagine Dragons, so we were like, we're going to this. We didn't even buy tickets. The way the concert's set up is you can see the stage and like the giant screens from outside the paid area. Kind of like Prospect Park? Kind of, yeah, but with better views. Right. Um, better acts, maybe? <laughs> No, I, I'd say uh, equivalent, right. or maybe slightly better. A lot of big name acts, I was surprised. Besides the Rolling Stones and Imagine Dragons, Macklemore is playing there. Uh, and Lauren Ryan Hill. Lewis. Yeah, and Ryan, yes, and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Um, Lauren Hill and Erica Badu. Uh, and that, earlier that day, we're walking to some piazza to go drink somewhere, and these four guys passed us, and I'm like, I think that's Imagine Dragons. Really? And they turned around, and they were like, hey. And we were like, see you tonight. <laughs> Nice. It was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, uh, welcome to Imagine Dragcast, our Imagine Dragons podcast. And also, Luca Trespassing. Here's Luca Today, or Luca Three Weeks Ago. My Name is Luca is a good song, right? Yeah. Who sang that? And we are on the second floor right now. Right now. We are living on the second floor. That's like a nice little catchy song, and then you're listening to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, that's a little sad. Yeah, no, it's about spousal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I also learned from Luca a very important running-related tidbit is that the wall around Luca is called the Italian word for wall, mura. Do do they have to pay for the wall? uh, Apparently, they named it after Coach Steve because you run around the wall. It's spelled So they were like, oh, yeah. So the Luca Mura. Wow. Yeah. So So Coach Steve is Steve Wall. Steve Wall. Steve Wall. My dad's name, Steve Hall. Basically the same person, I guess. Both very salty. Balding. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> One of you. We love you. A little bit. Uh, yeah, so running, huh? So we want to focus on... Um, Can we talk about Lucas some more? Because it yeah, was a Luca. wonderful yeah. place. Yeah, it'd be like very cool in the morning and like great running weather, but then it would still be like 90 degrees, it said. But inside the walls of the city, it did not feel nearly that hot. Was not humid? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that was definitely the best part. We definitely have gotten into it a little... Stretch of nice weather running. Like yeah. yeah, it's been um, very pleasant to run. I mean, yeah. it's been yeah. it has been a hot summer, but it's been pretty humid here in New York City. But I've definitely enjoyed uh, the last race I ran. I ran the uh, Percy Sutton 5K. Nice, and I always feel like I was cheating because it was such perfect weather. Um, I was like, does this count? Because the previous two 5Ks I ran were terribly humid. Oh, yeah. Were those Prospect Park ones? Prospect Park ones, and I was like, you know, it didn't break 18, and then. I broke 18, then I was like, does this count? The weather was just so perfect. Um, and today is beautiful. I mean, it's a little bit warm now, but uh, beautiful running in Central uh, Prospect Park this morning. Yeah, yes. I didn't get out until noon on Sunday, and it was still beautiful weather, whereas most of the days of the summer, I'm like, if I'm not out by 7, it's going to really suck. So a lot of you may be in your heyday and your the hurt locker of training for the marathon and your high volume, but typically you will have some nicer weather. I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet as far as having some he- hot days and humid days, but... It makes it a lot easier to train, uh, especially those long runs when the weather is conducive. Yeah, last year was really tough as it got to those 20 milers and it was still 90 degrees out, horrible humidity. I remember last August was crazy. Yeah, so uh, again, for those marathoners out there, uh, you're lucky. <laughs> enjoy it. Less, Easy one, 20 one, miles. one less excuse to uh, not get out there. Yeah, and, and that seems to be the common complaint uh, among people r- training for the New York City Marathon who are in New York City. Um, is that you hit this area, you hit this time of year, it's super humid out, uh, it's hot out, and then also, you, like, your legs are just tired, your mind is tired, 
Um, that's something I wanted to talk about today because like that, a lot of people think like, oh, I shouldn't have signed up for this marathon. Maybe this distance isn't right for me. I'm not cut out for this. Except that is something yeah. like almost everybody in training is going through right now, which is like you're tired both physically and mentally. And um, I, I think everybody should know, though, that like they're definitely not alone. Like, and if your neighbor or, or, or coworker or spouse... Uh, has run that you know two twenty milers and you're only up to fourteen. Don't panic. Uh, it's it's amazing how people start comparing notes. Just stick to your plan. Yeah. If you missed a couple key runs, just know that you don't want to skip the next ones that are coming up this weekend. Depending on where this airs, is Labor Day weekend, so obviously it's a lot of travel. So my recommendation is to get it done Friday to clear up your weekend, or maybe move it to Monday or Tuesday. Uh, you c- you can even skip it entirely as long as you, next week uh, you're back on track. But it's definitely something to not. You don't want to be following six or seven different plans because you're talking to six or seven different colleagues or coworkers or family members. Is stick to your plan. Control. You can control what you can control, and don't get let these other. Oh, I did six twenty milers already. Get that into your head because that's just do what you're doing. And uh, if you if you've slacked, just don't slack anymore. Yeah, and if you have maybe two twenty milers in your plan and one of them's this week, don't try to make it up next week because then when you do the second one. You're going to be exhausted. Don't try to do them back to back weeks. Yeah, I would or definitely anything. have a down week there. If you miss one, you miss one. Yeah, yeah. Have a little bit of latitude there. It's flexibility. It's not. I mean, the program shouldn't be set in stone. A lot of variables like travel, family, as we can Violet can attest to here. Mm-hmm. Injury, injury. How you're feeling? So your program doesn't necessarily know how you're feeling. So, but it is to Billy's point. It is designed to get you tired because marathon pace is actually pretty easy. It's just hard to do for twenty six point two miles. So. Right. You know, first 10 miles, first 15 miles should be relatively relaxed, and then that's where, like, it starts getting tougher. In training, you mind and body get fatigued, and you're asking your body to run long when you're tired. That simulates a marathon. So marathons are hard. Um, so, you know, it's like the first couple of reps in, in lifting weights. They're usually pretty easy, and it's the, they're the last ones at the, you know, the end, which are tough. Right. So it's, it's somehow the training is designed to get you tired, and then you ask your body to run when it's tired, which is perfect um, you know, kind of a kind of ritual you do with the marathon is uh, you need to run, you need to learn how to run tired because that's the end of the marathon, last five yeah, miles yeah. or so. And your twenty mile training runs are in the middle of your hardest work of training. Right, you're not, you're not but training. But the marathon right. is after a nice two, maybe three weeks of tapering. Right. Which, if this is your first marathon, you know, they have we'll, the, maybe we'll have time for a tapering. Whether podcast. it's the Bronx ten miler coming up or the yeah. tune up that's the you know, eighteen milers that's popular yeah. in Central Park. People feel awful oftentimes. Yeah. And then I often say, are you training for the 18-mile tune-up? Right. No. So the fact that you were tired in three laps of the park is brutal. And if it's hot, so to Brian's point, you, yeah, you're, you're not training for the half-marathon tune-up. You, that's part of your training, and it's okay to be tired. You're rest before the rest, right. the mm-hmm. race you're actually training. Exactly. A few years ago, it, it was a torrential downpour during the tune-up. So it was 18 miles in the rain the entire time. Which sucked, but it was the best thing for... Marathon probably felt easy compared to that, right? Yeah, but and that's what... Once you do 18 miles in the rain, you're like, okay, now I'm not worried that it's going to rain on Marathon Day. It hasn't rained at the New York City Marathon in the last nine years, right? at least, because that's what I've been running. And... Um, Streaker drop there, huh? Yeah, the, my, my streak is dropping this year. I, I just bought my plane ticket to Austin. I'll be at a wedding, uh, New York City Marathon. Weekend. I think that's a blessing in disguise because this will be my, I've run six in a row. This will be my seventh. And mm. 
unless my child arrives and then maybe on that day I may, might miss it, but uh, get stuck in that streak pattern. We've talked about that in a previous podcast where it's, all right, well, it's nice. You're almost better off not getting that 10th because next, well, 20th is just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm not running any marathons this year. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> it feels great. Like, do you, do you miss it at all or do you, do you get jealous of some occasionally? Occasionally, but like 95% of the time, not at all. Well, good for you. And I and don't get me wrong, New York City Marathon is my favorite race ever. Um, but if anything, it just made me appreciate the half marathon distance that much more. I think the half is a superior race to the marathon. Um, less training involved, more enjoyment. So it's a superior in the sense of um, doability and not taking over your life. Yeah. And also, uh, I just like it better too. Right. You know, um, it's tough and challenging. But at the same time, after you're done, you can go out to brunch with your friends. Right. Well, the marathon, yeah, I'll go out and eat and drink a little afterwards. But then, like, the next two days, I kind of just want to watch Netflix. Right. And not walk. Yeah. Yeah. And not, like, go down any sets of stairs. Even backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're never... I mean, your first half marathon's never... Not necessarily going to be super easy, but, uh, you know, anytime you run the marathon, you're going to be in pain. Yeah. But when you're used to the half marathon... You know, it hurts, and the faster you, the harder you run, the more it hurts. But overall, you're not at that point where you're just dreading it. That said, I really want to run Boston, and I entered a new age group this year, so which is you... nowhere near what my marathon PR yeah, is. Waiting till I'm 50, and then maybe I'll be I, able to. Uh, maybe if 70, I might. Well, it's be like able Stuart Calderwood was to say. He like he his he he wants to write a book called "Getting Slower Slower." Yeah. So. He's actually one of five people to break 250 in the marathon in five decades. Mm. Wow. One being Joan Benoit, the one female in that group. That's quite... But just Joan Benoit is like a, a nice uh, crowd to yeah, be a part so I of. Think, I, I, forgive me, for Joan, if I don't know your PR, but say it's 222. I don't wow. know. Um, the three other guys uh, besides Stewart have all run like 208, 210, 211. Stewart's, I, I want to say only in, in, with an asterisk because it's still pretty good, 228. So he's the slowest out of the five. But he ran 249 in London a couple years ago. That's amazing. At like 57. And I, I feel like the other guys, but Joni's still running. She's actually trying to break three for the sixth wow. straight decade because obviously sub 250 is also sub three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stewart's actually battling a, a calf injury now. But if he broke 250, um, he would be the only one out of that group. He, um, but he, even three hours, but Joan, him and Joni would be the only two if they both do it. He's a big fan of uh, streaking. Of, like he just finds these 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 multi. Just takes his streak. clothes off. He's running through the, the park. <laughs> these multi. For, these like multi. Will Ferrell in that movie. Um, old school. Old yeah. school. These multi-decade streaks uh, of his. Like, yeah, he's been uh, running every day for 30 years now. That's. So, uh, but he took a break, didn't he? Like, no. like the streak. Oh, the streak's still going. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, th- oh. I thought. No, I, I thought, thought after he, I he, thought he stopped. I thought after he? he hit year 30, he took like, the next day off. I thought we talked about that in episode uh, three or seven. Something. Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised <laughs> that he he would stop. Oh, I thought that's. Oh. Uh, so I remember he hit some milestone, and then I thought he stopped. We're gonna have to record another podcast yeah. after we check. Because we actually Violet he has an opinion about this. We got to get him on there. Hey, Violet, what's up? Do you want some uh, blueberries? Violet loves uh, the streak. Any listeners would like to get some blueberries, now would be a good time. Sponsored by blueberries. Blueberries. Blueberries, great with your Brooklyn summer ale. They yeah. are great with Brooklyn summer ale. I've no, been, it's a nice... I've been picking at these. Not really fruity, but it definitely goes well. And if you don't like blueberries, we have carrots. 
<laughs> we do. And they are also delicious. Do we? Are they I steamed feel... or what do we got? They are steamed. Would you like Ooh. a carrot? Nah, I prefer roasted. Oh. But well. thank you. So we talked about the marathon a little bit, but uh, Brian's wearing a a shirt. Let's go the opposite. Yeah. He's wearing a shirt that says the New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile from last year's September 3rd. I I have to say, uh, I have quite the collection of New Yorker and Renner shirts, having run over 100 races with them. And the Fifth fifth Avenue Mile is some of my favorite shirts. Really? Uh, 2015 and 2016. more comfortable than other. They're often not tech shirts. You you only have have to wear them for a mile. Is that part of it? Everything's a tech shirt. I don't wear the race (laughs) shirt on race day. Less chafing in a mile. Yeah, that's true. Than an 18-mile tune-up. But But yeah, they're just... The 2015 is so so nice. It's one of my favorite shirts, and like I just wear it almost every day. (laughs) It sounded like you were like coughing. I'm like, yeah. We have no cough button here, so we'll try to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely try to edit that. Yeah, not editing that out. Um, But yeah, so there have been a lot of uh, new mile races cropping up. The Fifth Avenue Mile's been around for John. You should know how many years. Twenty something years now. Lots of years. Uh, actually, many the, years. I think 81 was the first one. Right. Actually, that's where the record was set, 347. Oh, wow. Sydney Marie, I believe. Um, and then, um, so that's been a, a namesake. The Brooklyn Mile just had their Brooklyn mile was second mile. Week. I put on the Strava Mile a couple that months ago. That was a lot of fun, and that happened in a lot of different cities. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. The Harlem Run Mile is coming up. Harlem Run Harlem Mile happened. was in June. Oh, I thought it was coming up. No, that was in June. Whoops. So, um, and then, yes. The when are we recording this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so while running the Brooklyn Mile last week, a couple questions popped up. One of which is, I mean, I'm in the middle of marathon training, but I also wanted to run this mile well. So what should I be doing in the week? I think we have two weeks until Fifth Avenue? Yep. Yeah. What should I, uh, you know, without completely abandoning my marathon training, if I want to do well in that race, how should I approach the week before? Yeah, so if you're training for New York and you're, you know, whatever, or Chicago or Philly, whatever marathon in the fall, obviously mile-specific training. All of them for some people. For some of them. Um, It's really, obviously, you keep your eye on the prize, and ideally that would be the marathon, but obviously you want to be partaking some of the fun on the shorter things. A lot of times people are, you know, training the marathon, they get a lot fitter, even though they might be tired, like we just discussed, with their their legs and... Is the, um, they can actually run their best mile still with tired legs because they're yeah, I'm definitely, renewed fitness. I'm probably in the best shape of my life, but I saw that in the you know, tra- I was off the track tired. club yesterday. You were yeah, like flying down you. those quarters. Uh, definitely look like you're in the best shape of your life. Uh, I mean, it's a fairly round shape, but still, it's <laughs> but the best roundness. It's the best. Um, but yeah, I, de- I mean, I haven't. Brian, would you say you're the best? Simply around the or, yes. or simply I'm the, best the best round. That's a great. Oh, also simply the best. Yeah, I'm the best the, and simple. simply the best. Very around. simple and the best. Um, but yeah, I knew that I wasn't. I mean, I knew I, f- I'm fitter than my Brooklyn mile result was just because I was tired. I'd been running 30, 40 mile weeks. So you're someone that might be since you have this renewed fitness, even though you're tired, you still can run your best mile. Um, someone. Who has a little more experience uh, might not run their best mile, but they they don't want to, to derail their training. So uh, to answer your question, I would you can you you can maybe drop your mileage like say ten percent if you you know just to kind sure. of and then the next two weeks um, and maybe do a track workout that's four hundreds or two hundreds, not necessarily sprinting, but just so when you run the Fifth Avenue mile, which is going to go out pretty quick, yeah, uh, it's downhill first four hundred, uh, so your body's not in shock of like I've never run these paces so. 
you can kind of do a mini cycle of um, you know one or two shorter interval training sessions, bring down your mileage for a little bit. Maybe don't do you know do a long run this weekend. Next weekend, which is the weekend before the Fifth Avenue, maybe you do ten miles versus the twenty that you might do this weekend or sixteen or eighteen. Okay. But those are just ways to kind of maybe kind of sneak in some mile specific stuff without derailing your training. And again, I think a lot of folks will even on tired legs run their best mile in a while or ever because of their renewed fitness, if they're new to running or new to marathoning, but some more veterans could also, you know, make the mile a little bit more, uh, less shocking with the fact that you, you know, ran a quarter in 75 seconds if you're trying to run five minutes or 90 seconds if you're trying to run six minutes. Yeah. Whereas you probably don't really get run nine, six minute pace in your marathon training if you're trying to run Not seven or eight. Or, you know. So you don't want, you want it to be f- as familiar as possible without overdoing it because, again, keeping your eye on the prize of the, the marathon distance, not derailing your training. But I think it's important to, um, it, again, the mile will go quick, but it can be pretty painful. Sometimes like, I'm yeah. more nervous for the mile than a half marathon because it's just that an anaerobic type kind of. Um, it's a different kind of hurt. versus yeah. like oh I'm running the half and maybe you're going out too fast but you're on, you know you're not like yeah. in pain and maybe you, you, the last five k is, is is tough because you went right. out too fast. Well, the marathon the, is I mean the, the Fifth Avenue Mile for example, especially the way the course is, you just it's screaming fast and your body's like what are you doing? And the Fifth Avenue Mile, unlike other New York Roadrunners races, you're grouped by your age group, not by your pace. Unless you're in the New Balance Five Borough Heat, like That's some true. of us might oh, I've be. Heard about this. Really? Oh yeah, I'm 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 representing Team Brooklyn. So that's right. a new concept by New Balance and New York Road Runners, which um, is 100 runners, 20 per borough, and there's a little kind of fun borough challenge that Billy will be in. But Billy is right. Typically, if you're not in the elite heat or the local elite heat or this new New Balance heat, it is by age group. So that kind yeah. of um, it's definitely. Uh, not like any other race for and, sure. And because of that, I would always go out way too fast because it, it's a small, you're right up front. It's a small heat. You're right up front. And these guys just take off and you're like, yeah, let's do this. And then like 50 feet later, I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? So then your, your lungs are screaming, your legs yeah. are screaming and you have 1500 meters to go. Um, yeah. And there's no corrals. Not that there's enough people in each heat that it would make sense to do them, but right. you don't want to, well, I don't want to get in the front cause I know I shouldn't be running with them. But I also don't want to get too far in the back because I am faster than some of the people. Yeah, you, you don't want to have so, to like pass by people. Yeah, it's, who uh, like last walking. year's Brooklyn Mile, I definitely remember I dropped way to the back and you know was definitely trying to weave through people. Did you, can you tell us what your time was from last year and this year and maybe help us uh, understand some of what you're trying to say? Last year, Fifth Avenue Mile was 622, which was my PR mile? at that point. The Brooklyn Mile, I don't remember, but it was North of something slower. Yeah. yeah. And then this year, the Harlem Mile was 6.15. Nice. Strava Mile was a couple seconds slower. And my watch said the Brooklyn Mile was a second or two off, but uh, my official results was another 6.15. Okay. So they've all been right in the same range this year. And I've been aiming for six. I've been hoping for six for five years, but... Really, in the last year or two, we just recently did a thinking it might be possible. We recently did some 400 meter repeats at the Off the Hook Track Club. Um, what was the shameless plug. splits? What you were doing? Uh, most of them were about 145, okay. which is a six 
is that a seven? That's about a seven. But that's also uh, like more geared towards yeah, marathon training. Yeah. And so and my fast ones were at six minute pace, like right. one twenty eight. Right. Perfect. So that's what yeah. you, you know. Intervals are kind of a to get you fitter, but also mentally uh, confident that well, if you're hitting four hundred to that pace, obviously you have to do four. I can in a row. do that, but I also warmed up two miles on the way here, right. and I'm doing this for three miles in a row, which is the same thing as marathon training. It's like, right. well, I don't know if I can. You know, my long run, I was going slower than my goal. But again, that's not the point. You're not racing your long runs. Right. You're getting minutes on your feet. I yeah. Feel like, so. I feel like I'm not surprised that my the year I got my mile PR at the, also the marathon? New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile was also the year that my marathon PR came at the yeah, TCS. And, and, and sometimes New every time in between, you run the, you know, the Bronx 10-miler or the Staten Island Half. When yeah. you're fit... Often, all those things happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're something a little more advanced and you have more experience, like, I'm not going to run my best mile uh, because I've run faster, than the, you know, in the past. Because sure. you're not in high school anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's like, you, you know, and then it kind of, it's a blessing initially, but then it's like a curse because then you're so used to PRing left and right, and then maybe the year later, you're focusing on something else. Or be Life's like, so case, tough. You know, I'm used to PRing left yeah. and See, right. See, that's why. Uh, I haven't PRed in so long. Now I'm lucky if I get, like, an age group award. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> first place in my age group. Well, this year, I ran the Falmouth uh, race, and it was seven miles, oh, yeah. so I PR'd because I've never run a seven-mile race oh, before. Oh, nice. Just got to find different races. Yeah, and yeah. within those races, there's just a t-shirt division we've talked about. Or See, that's you know, why I'm lucky. The, is the that t-shirt I, division? Well, and for the example, the... Um, the five, the person set in five k was running with Miles Fenton. He yeah. goes, "Oh, you look awful casual." Because I was wearing like a New York Athletic Club like T-shirt with a wing foot on top of it in my Lululemon like tennis shorts. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm first in like the tennis shorts." In the guy who division. doesn't look like he dressed for the right. race. Exactly. So th- th- these are things you have to kind of reinvent yourself with. Yeah. And find a category that you can win. And I'm lucky that I didn't start running until my maybe my thirties. And so I don't have to worry about the, oh, I'm getting older and my times are slower. I'm still getting faster because I'm, I wasn't fit back then. Yeah, so that's, I, I'm jealous I never of had to. I never had to worry about, oh, high school Brian was in such good shape. Right. And Violet's obviously Violet. I mean, cry me a river, Violet. Like, she's, let's, let's feel bad for John because he can't pee yeah. anymore and he has to come up with his own categories. Violet is uh, six months away from her first race. She uh, brought me her shoes earlier, which is the universal violet signal for I'm going to go outside. And uh, we have too much podcasting equipment to do that. Sorry, Violet. But luckily, we lost Billy because of it. Now we can yeah. really get down so, to right, some so really good stuff here. Let finally. me tell you about De- Billy. Dead weight. Oh, hey, oh. Billy. Glad you're still with us. Uh, my other question about mile races, which really comes out of the fact, even though this will be my fourth one this year, which is weird and surprising, um, we don't do this kind of race that often, or many of us, um, how do I prepare that day? Because I know for a mile, because like for a three mile, 5k, you know, 10k, I basically have a warm up strategy for a mile. I'm like, well, for the Brooklyn mile, I ran there. It was like three miles from home. And then I had an hour or two off before my heat. And you know, I don't know. I did some strides, but I didn't really know how much should I do, how much is too much. So how would you warm up for a mile Yeah, race? I would be um, a little bit more thoughtful about your warm-up with a mile because, you know, like a half marathon, you could, or obviously a marathon, you could actually use part of the race yeah. to warm up. Yeah. You don't really need to warm up for a marathon other than some stretching and whatnot, but you definitely want your heart rate up. Uh, so when the gun goes off, you're not going from zero to 60. Which, oh, okay. Um, I didn't think about that part. So... 
you know, you can run three miles, but you probably want to do that just before the race starts. So you're, you're sure. Which is the thing, like is, the broken mile and the fifth Avenue mile, like we talked about the there in for different race, heats. Really. Yeah. So yeah. especially if you're going to cheer on your friends, you're not going to show up right at race time. Right. So you want to get one to three miles, probably depending on what you're used to as far as like, you know, easy jogging, some strides, some, some drills, some stretching. You can even stretch a little bit before the jog. So then you, like I would jog 20 minutes, um, do some strides and drills and then get in the crowd. And then, so when I'm, I'm sweating, my heart rate's up when the gun goes off. Cause it's really, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to scare you, but it is more violent in the sense that it's like the gun yeah. goes off oh, and yeah. it's like adrenaline and it's like, it's over before you know, but it's a weird type of pain that you don't feel in a 5k or 10k. Yeah, and in it's not almost any you know longer. It. <laughs> that is not true. true. That is a long Especially time. halfway through in the fifth Avenue mile where you actually can see the finish what? and it's yeah. not really that close. No. Whether you're running it's a, a half mile, mile away or a 12 minute mile. That is a long. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's a long. It's not, it's not <laughs> over soon enough. Yeah, and any yeah. of those other races, except maybe a five k, you get to the first mile marker, or you check your watch after half a mile, and you can say, "Oh, I'm running slower than I wanted, or faster," and I can adjust. Yeah. Eight hundred. I mean, the you know, mile is like yeah, balls to the wall, boom. Yeah. So you actually want to have a more dynamic. You go out slow or fast. Warm up. You kind of wreck your race already. Yeah, you don't want to like use the first four hundred to warm up like you can <laughs> in a ten k yeah. and above. So it's something just to be, you know. Jog 10 to 15, 20 minutes, do some dynamic stretching, some drills, some strides, and then obviously you have to get in the corral and kind of be there for a bit, yeah. try to stay loose in the corral, but you kind of like um, want your heart rate to be elevated okay. when the gun goes off because you don't have time to warm up. It's kind right. of like a shock to your system, and that's why doing some 200s or 400s that week of just to kind of get used to, mm. okay, I've run 40 seconds for a 200, which is, you know, 80 seconds for a 400, which is a 520 mile. Maybe that's that might make, it's kind of like an example of a stride. You want to run fast on the strides right. and your race pace so that it so feels more relaxed. So in my warm-ups, faster than race pace for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so you can jump the same, but the yeah. drill's a little more but thoughtful. But at some point in and, my pre-race, and I your, should your, be and your sprinting stride, faster than Not me. all out, but your strides yeah. can be a little bit more focused. This way, you want to be sweating on the line and like okay. heart rate up, not well, like hyperventilating. I got the sweating down. That yeah, I've been I'm nailing the sweating at. all my that's life. That's just from anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just from. Well, anxiety can also raise your heart person. rate. So. Um, oh, so that's what you suggest. Oh, I just know. Be really nervous at the start line. Yeah, I have to say, nerves are not necessarily bad. It means that you care about the distance and respect yeah. the distance. And uh, as long as you're not overly nervous or have too much anxiety that actually that buzz or adrenaline will help you yeah my my main tips for the fifth avenue mile are um wanting to punch the guy who says you're almost done like right after your the gun goes off that's totally normal that guy should get punched by somebody um at least thinking that it's fine um and then wanting to puke at the end also totally normal then you also often get that like kind of Shock to your system. We call it indoor cough because, like indoors, you give less oxygen, and you're usually running a race that's pretty fast. And after something like the Fifth Avenue Mile, which is like again not violent, but more like you're breathing heavier. It's like gun goes off. You're like going out too fast. Is you kind of get this like I don't know hacking cough, which is because you're like kind of shocked. Yeah, after Brooklyn, kind of I definitely felt. You know, it was like a half hour later, and I was like, oh, I still not quite back to normal yet. So that's something I think it's like it's, again, a a more aggressive race. Uh, Even though it's shorter, it's it's, you're going from 0 to 60. And if you warm up, maybe you're going from 30 to 60. But it is definitely something to – there is often a lingering 
effect to breathing. And the, again, we call it kind of an like indoor cough because you do experience it. If you ever if you went to the 168th Street Armory or did one of the races that were shorter, hmm. it's just something that you're not used to. Even in interval training, if you're able to go to a track, you're usually not sprinting. It's usually more aerobic-based. You're training for the marathon, so you do three miles worth of work. Um, you're tired at the end, but you're not actually sprinting. Uh, in the mile, it is a more of a anaerobic activity, and then you're breathing in and out pretty aggressively. That it's something that's not you're not used to, and you get that lingering cough, which is uh, shows that you actually were using your your lungs pretty uh, you know pretty well. Yeah, and the Red Hook track has uh, its own thing. It's not quite the indoor cough, but it's whatever comes from the lead in the lead based the, uh, in the field plants, that's in the jungle middle. that's in between the. Uh, yeah. What is up with that? Oh I, boy, it just shot up, didn't it? Like I I thought when they put those. Um, the fencing up that it was going to be just uh, we're reseeding the grass right. and then this is coming down and now there's a forest there and you get lime. Well, no, it's not reseeding. It's uh, they said they closed it off because of lead in the ground. Oh, yeah. I don't know if but those now, signs were always up, but at some point they put up signs that said well, don't covered go by on all the soccer the, uh, field. Green. There's. Uh, but now you have some of the in the ground. You have some of the uh, bushes and grass. Over, now it's almost in half of lane one. So I'm like, is this safe? I think we might yeah. get busted for EPO if we get tested. Yeah, I feel this, like... You know, that's uh, 1748 around last weekend. Yeah. Should be like a red flag. I think lead <laughs> is... Guy's sub-18 now. I don't think lead is part of Ron what's Queen. He, what's he up to? Yeah, Plain. Peter Chacha. Does lead make you faster? I don't know. Maybe <sighs> don't it weighs so. you down, maybe? Yeah, I feel like um, it would just slow you down. Yeah, but anybody, so going, anybody going to the Red Hook track, uh, enjoy the forest in the center of the track. It's and beautiful. if you could, just like every time around, just grab like one weed growing in. And if we all grab one weed every 400 meters, I think... One weed at a time, we can make a difference. I'm not talking about the other aspect so, of drug all, testing. Brian, all he ever does is talk about weed. Yeah. Just pulling weeds at the track. Welcome <laughs> to the 420 cast, starring Brian. 420, that would be... Oh, that'd be a... That'd be a, mar- that'd that'd be a be mile period. Quite a me. mile, wow. That could be another whole mile. Project. Beer mile is one thing. This is a. This yeah. probably take a long time. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a, a mile PR for me, not a marathon PR for me. Yeah. 420. No. Yeah, so if they have any mile... So, again, my recommendation would be, regardless of what... Error going out too slow that first 400. It's a little bit downhill. It you will get some time back or added on as far yeah, as where is uh which basically people usually think of it as four quarters yep. and which quarter is the uphill. That's it's a second, good thing to know. The second one. Right. So the first one is like screaming fast. Whatever you do, you're going out too fast, but don't go out too too fast. So you'd say aim probably for your goal pace. Yeah, that quarter. And uh, and if it's five seconds faster, just know it's because of the terrain yeah. and the excitement of the of the start. And then the second quarter. It's like back to reality. It's a little bit uphill. Um, you get your half split, and say you run three minutes, you still have a good chance of breaking six because most of the, the second half is downhill. But if you went out too fast, you're just kind of suffering. Yeah. Uh, one thing that people told me before I actually this was actually my first New York Red Runner, Red Runner race in 1997. I was still in college. Um, we uh, you can see the finish line at like halfway. Unlike a track on a, on a, um, a mile on a track where it's like. Four laps, and it's yeah. each of those laps is a 100-meter split kind of thing. Uh, you can see the finish line, so don't start kicking 800 meters out because you have a long way to go. That's a good uh, like, Don't even tip. start. Um, there is a 200-meter and 100-meter like, Yeah, your kick. Sign, what, what would so, you say, about yeah. 200 meters or 100? I would say like, definitely with the speed aggressive. up. I would say definitely. Speed up at 200, but. Try to run an even pace, but make, at the 1,200-meter mark, you have 400 meters to go. I feel like. 
you could start kind of gathering yourself uh-huh. for that final sprint. If you're feeling you really You definitely good, don't want to start sprinting at 400 meters. No, but you could start kind of amping up for it, uh, depending on if you ran. The smarter you are the, that you ran, you could probably um, start kind of bracing yourself where people start falling off. It went out too fast. But, you know, 300, almost like four, three, two, one as far as mm-hmm. the last 400. But um, 200 to go, definitely 100 to go, you can go all yeah. out. But yeah, I feel like... A, like Also, I remember from last year... When you want to build into that last 400 if you, if you ran smart to first 1,200. I remember from last year, I got cut off. The course narrowed towards your right side. Really? So... I well, they, don't remember right. that They're, from before. It's probably there every year. But you actually so noticed as you last get year towards the end, maybe be to the right side of the center. And don't look behind you because last year didn't Matt Centrowitz get nipped at the line because he looked left and the guy oh, came on the right? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was I had my eyes on Pete Novato because wait, what uh, happened? I was behind Matt him Centrowitz the entire Junior race. was running and he was coming off the Olympic final, being Olympic champion, first time in 108 years, just like the Cubs in a way. Sure. Um, he looked left and I think Nick Wills or someone I forget who else I should know this, but. Got him on the right hand side, so he got second. Gotcha. But it was just because he was um, should have been just looking straight ahead. So yeah, just like Bob Dylan said, "Don't look back." Don't look back. Yeah, like a Rolling Stone. It's like it. a Bible parable. Yeah, well, but it's a fun race if you run smart. It could be really painful if you run not smart. Or like Satchel Paige said, the famous pitcher, "Don't look back. The devil might be gaining on you." Really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Wow. And the devil, I forget which heat he's in this year. <laughs> I think he might be running for. Uh, who? Which borough? Oh, let's say Staten Island. Island. Staten yeah, Island. I was gonna go. I was Staten. gonna. I would go with Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, I think yeah. the devil lives in the Bronx. No oh. offense to anyone in the Bronx. I'm just not a fan of your borough. I think. <laughs> you I thought the, the, uh, the famous song was "The Devil Went Down to Tottenville." <laughs> Deep cut Staten Island neighborhoods. Yeah. I'm just talking trash because I'm a Team Brooklyn. Team Brooklyn, baby. Team trash. Brooklyn. Because Staten Island used to be a trash. Oh. Is that what you're trying to get? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking that's trash. That's a fresh kill I'm, I'm, I'm right sta- there. Oh. <laughs> nice. I'm Staten Island oh. talking to you guys. Wow. wow. You're yeah. spiting <laughs> divals all over I'm the place. I'm talking Staten Island on you all. Whether it's Manhattan, Queens. You can get them all. You the, can get them all. That's two. So it's cool. Uh, Staten Island is like the dumpster, and the Bronx is like the dumpster fire. Ooh, I'm out of here. Wow. We just wow. lost half. Mic dropped, or it's still in the yeah. Thank, thankfully the Thankfully, the only people who listen to this podcast live in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's true. And that one Irish guy in what Queens. Do you, yeah, what do you got for Queens? <laughs> I actually love Queens. I was born in Queens. It's a That's lovely the most place. diverse county in America. Uh, that is accurate. Yeah. yeah, they call the set the the Seven Line, the, the International Eddie, Express. Eddie Murphy came and uh, coming to America. His, yes, uh, his character was looking for a queen. Yeah, that's true. Where he would was, you find a queen? Queens. He was a prince. He was the prince of Queens. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> McDowell's great burger. Yeah, in the face. They were at a St. John's game in that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that part. Were you at that game? I was, I was alive, and I was, <laughs> but, um, was not at that game. But uh, great movie, Coming to America, Arsenio Hall, you know, phenomenal. True. Um, do we got some more time, or are we wrapping up? Yeah, we got up? some more time. All right. I had a question. I actually, I feel like two or three people at November Project Workouts lately have had this question that my friend Nick emailed me today about running watches. Which Nick? You have so many friends in Nick. I'm just uh, my friend it doesn't matter. Nicholas Sparks actually ran the 800 meters at Notre Dame. Wait, the the, the author? author? Yeah, the, the, the Knights and Rodanthe? 800 meter the, runner I don't at know Notre why Dame. That's the one. I the Notebook. The Notebook. That's yep. the one I should know. Anyway, the, uh, my friend Nicholas Doyle basically said, right. um, "Name drops. What kind of? <laughs> yeah, of the Silver Bells, as everyone knows. Uh, asked what kind of app and watch do you guys use, and you know what should I get." 
um, so I sent him a reply, but I, my first reply was just, we'll record a podcast about it. And then he was like, no, just tell me. So he's like, I don't listen to podcasts. And we're like, yeah. too bad. We're going to make this part of our podcast, yep. buddy. Visit Italy. It's great. Yeah. It's tourism. I don't recommend um, buying a running or watching Luca though. You should probably do it stateside just because of the different electronics uh, restrictions. Yeah. I think because of the exchange rate, it might be more expensive. Yeah. For my first start would be at what level do you think people should be at before they buy a running watch? Everyone should buy a running watch if you're running. Fair. Yeah, I think it's, um, you don't need one. You just go out yeah. the ice back in the day. That's how old I am. I would sure. look, at, look at the microwave and it would say, I don't know, 506. And I would go for a run, come back, and it would be, you know, 606. And I know I ran. At and you check Google Maps to see how far you had yeah. run. Yeah. So, uh, well, I already, existed. My, my mom had already drove, driven the, uh, the course. I knew the mileage. Wow, wow, really? But I was like, I had a four-mile loop that I would always nice. do. And I, my brother taught me. But I would come back and be like, oh, I ran 24 minutes because, I, you know, look at the microwave. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't need it, but I think it's helpful to understand yeah. what pace and distance. Um, yeah, I felt the number one thing, which I, I actually skipped over what should be the number one thing, is knowing how far you ran. Because how fast you ran, you can get any watch. Your Timex or your Casio will do that. But how far you ran, you know, you might map it out, but you might, you know, want to run a different route than you usually do. Um, and then just knowing what pace you're running just so you can speed up or slow down depending on if you think you're going out at the wrong pace. And there's a lot of free apps you can use on your phone. If you're a phone person, I, I, I personally run with the 235 Garmin, which also syncs with my Strava, which is allows yeah. me to... You Strava know. would be, if anyone has no knowledge of this so far and is entering fresh, Strava is the app most fresh. people use. And I use the phone app rarely because I use my watch, but the phone app works great for it tells you your pace time, distance. It also will map out your run, so yeah, later so on you can, you can look see at it segments later. and, oh, I ran my best time for the free. whatever hill, and it's, it's free. It's free. It has a good social component, so you can compare with people. You can have groups, it's like I'm kudos. on the um, you know, New Member Project, New I'm on the off the hook. Actually, we don't have an off the hook track. Ooh, what's that about? I noticed. Well, now we know we have a to-do list. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Strava a lot. I've been using the phone app lately um, just because... I've been having a difficult time, like, getting a GPS signal sometimes when I go out. And, like, I I can't stand waiting around five minutes for a GPS lock. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just go. And I turn the phone app on. And I'm often running with Violet in the stroller. So I then just throw the phone in the stroller. So it's not even like I'm carrying extra weight. It's like your own little treadmill console. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking at it because it's like in a pocket. That's tricky. um, Speaking of Violet, I got to say, I think she's been uh, reading the North Face emails because she is... Climbing Every Wall, I think. Is that their new campaign? Oh. Starting to climb the couch. I, I guess I'm not on their she North Face like emails. I have no idea what Brian's They've got about. a big climbing focus the last month. Or gotcha. This is a climbing in, Luca in, podcast. In, in, inbox 10,000. I don't open emails. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. That would be nuts. Not even starting on that. Uh, but yeah, so watch recommendations, the Garmin... Have you guys used anything besides Garmin? Because that's where I come up short and that I can't I, well, I really... used to use a Timex watch, which had, like, you know, start right, A GPS finish. watch, let's say, we assume. GPS, then, yeah, okay. uh, I have not. I've, I'm only about a year and a half into using a Garmin because I got and it as I a hear, wedding gift, and I enjoy I it. I hear Polar has a good one, and uh, I think TomTom, I don't know if they have a watch, but... They do have watches, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I've only but owned a Garmin. I've only owned one GPS running watch, and that's the Garmin 220, and that speaks to the strength of the watch. It is a workhorse. Um, it has survived many running in many rainstorms. 
It, I've never had an issue with it. Um, go swimming with it? I do not go swimming with it. I have that, that is not one that I don't think you can go swimming with. Maybe you can, but I'm just a little too too worried about that. Yeah, um, I have the Garmin 620, um, okay. which I only bought. It's not that much different than the 200 models. So I would say whichever one you find a better deal on, I don't think your local the running store will have versus uh, the several options are a deal breaker. Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, it's funny Nick Doyle asked this question because last time Nick Doyle was in town, we happened to be in Jackrabbit, and he was asking me about running watches, and I was like, "Well, I have the 220." And then I looked at the uh, display case. They don't sell the 220 anymore. Like you can buy them used at places, and you'll find them for like two hundred dollars. But the cheapest Garmin watch right now is nicer than my 220 that right. you could still pay $200 for. Yeah, I think you the can... 220 might be almost vintage, so the price is increasing. <laughs> um, but at, at this point, like, I love my running watch, but any running watch on the market is better than my running watch. Um, so I would say don't, unless you really need a watch that can track, like, swimming, um, don't spend more than $200. You can buy the Garmin 230 for yeah. 235 for like uh, for 200 I mean, like 195 on Amazon. Yeah, if you search around a little bit, they all seem to be running around the same price point. The 600 series has a touchscreen yeah. and it syncs by Wi-Fi. That's about the only thing I've noticed that it's better for. Most of them have touchscreens these days, though. It any, seems. Yeah, they might. Not. I guess I don't know if the 230s do. Yeah, they do. do. Touchscreen. Uh, does I haven't tried it or uh, figured it out yet? The newer um, versions. Um, yeah. And if you're looking at the Garmin's, if it ends in a five, it has a heart rate monitor in the wrist. Right. Other than that, you'd have to like I have a chest strap. I would say heart rate monitoring, not worth the extra whatever they charge. Yeah, I like it as a, oh, that was neat, or in races when I'm really trying my hardest, and See the, the then if I feel like if I'm, longer there. yeah, there's a point when I'm like, I should dial it back, like I did a 10K, and our friend Gorov was pacing me, and at one point I was like, oh, I'm going a little too fast, I should dial back it back off. a little bit so that I can last the whole race. But other than that, it's really just like a, oh, that was nice. Or, oh, yesterday I didn't, at the track, I, my heart rate didn't go up as much as I thought it would. Right. Which I don't really know what to do with that, but it's information. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, long story short, Garmin 230 or 235 is probably what you want based on whether... And the heart rate, you can... I think it does sleep tracking. Yeah. Um, so that's one other Mine advantage. Mine tells me to move all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it'll cool. tell you. So I felt like oh, your last week tracking. I ran, uh, like my long run was like ended up being 17.6 miles, and I ran like pretty hard after running the 5K the day before, and then I'm sitting around for an hour, and it's like, move, and I'm like, I don't want to. Did you just track my 18-mile run? Like, so you walk to the fridge and get a beer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, this is jumping jacks. Please stand up and have a snack. Or just curse at and say, I just ran 18 miles. You should know this. Yeah. Like, you don't even know me anymore. Still waiting for the watch that will be able to hear your commands like that. Who coaches coach? The running watch, that's here. Alexa, what's my pace for tempo running? I do not know that. Uh, if you're planning on doing triathlons, there are dedicated triathlon watches, the Garmin. So I think expensive. 700 and 900 series will do that. I don't know anything about them, and they're a lot more expensive. I and ultra marathons, I don't know if my watch could handle 8 to 10 hours. Of an ultra marathon, um, yeah, battery wise, right? Uh, so you definitely want better advice than I have. That's for yeah, sure. I've never done more than twenty six point two miles. So, yeah. Oh, you uh, run the tangents perfectly. Yeah, every exactly. Time. <laughs> That's what you say. That was a oh, little humble cool. brag. Yeah, there. You, know. uh, you, you lie. <laughs> you lie. You've run twenty six point uh, four. And I asked a question of people. I 
started lap swimming, which I only made it out once, and we'll see if I make it out much more before the summer ends. Um, but I don't want to give advice that will break anyone's watch, so do your own research. But my 620 is waterproof or water-resistant enough that I could swim with it just so that I could check off laps and it could count for me, basically, and keep time. So that's just one way you can approach swimming without a swimming watch. And if you have a if you have an iPhone Seven, that phone is water resistant, so that should work for pools, right? Uh, I don't I'm have not an iPhone. Tell people to jump into the pool with their yeah. phone, but maybe at least not the deep end. Yeah, that's another thing. Apple Watch, I think, is getting good enough to use as a GPS watch. Yeah, I think so as well. Again, it's also those free apps on your phone if you're a phone person. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, if you're fine just using your phone, the Strava app will be just fine for free. I, I will say, uh, once I got a running watch, I loved being able to leave my phone at home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just bring nice. my phone for, like, photo taking. Sure. Also, that's basically it. If I need, if I know I'm going to want to Instagram something. Like and that's Starbucks app, so I can get a coffee and run them down. There you go. Nice cold beer. Any other questions on the uh, in the inbox, Brian? Uh, I didn't. Check an inbox or That's solicit no. any questions. <laughs> Simple no. Oh. Anything, uh, anything you've gotten for... John's been doing some Facebook live chats on Mondays at noon, yeah, well, generally. Yeah, missed a couple weeks just for travel and summer and life happens, but... Uh, any big uh, topics? Really just um, you know, folks kind of panicking about not doing enough. And you know, oftentimes maybe they haven't done enough, but yeah. the programs are based on like best case scenario. And, you know, life happens when you're training for a marathon. So if you missed two or three runs, not a big deal. If you had to move your long run from this week to next week, uh, helping out uh, our friend Maggie run the marathon. And she, I was able to get her to run 20 miles with a group the other day. And then this week, instead of doing the 20 miles, since she did it last week, she's just going to do 10 to 12. And then next week, so you can deviate from your plan if it helps you with scheduling or different running groups or different key events like half marathons or 18 mile tune-ups yeah there um, are a lot of races coming up use those and as again, kind whether, of dress rehearsals with the whether, whether yep. you need to run seven miles before a half marathon to get your 20 in and you're not going to run that half marathon as a race as you might if that was your big goal or whether you're going to run an 18 mile tune-up and stop after 12 miles because that was your day and you don't want to overdo yeah, it. Just don't get, don't get sucked into 18 miles on a week that you don't need 18 miles just because there's an event. So, And I guess that's, you know, a big roadrunner's race. If you're doing that 18 mile tune up, remember that's three laps of Central Park, which is a lot of hills. That three laps is probably a lot harder than the course you're running. Yeah. I remember one year I ran the 18 mile tune up or maybe one of the long training runs where I did 20 and it was really humid and it actually was almost tougher than the marathon. So, um, yeah, that's the uh, goal there. Yeah, but yeah, people often freak out about, oh, my, again, I said earlier, yeah. my brother's run 20. I've done, I've done 16. That's okay. Just and, be, your, be you. And, you know, if you're worried about your time and you're looking at your runs and your time isn't what you think it's going to be, for one thing, adjust your goal. Don't be super disappointed if you're not at your goal because a marathon's hard. Marathon but also. Especially the last half. Yeah. Especially every part after the beginning. Um, but also, you know, remember that it's a race and, you know, you're not running it as a casual training. You're racing it. So between the excitement and everything, you're going to be running a little bit faster than you think you might. So, but you know, most also, of my... Yeah, also you know, remember that if it's 
if you're running eight minute pace and all of a sudden you're running seven thirty because of the day, the magic of the day, the adrenaline, you're not going to run twenty minutes faster than your goal. Yeah. It's just curbing that enthusiasm, backing yeah, off. That's exactly. where it gets really helpful to know the pace you should be in uh, in your training because then race day you're not going to get fooled into or tricked into. Or especially if it's a really hot or, or really windy yeah. day, oftentimes people don't don't they want to break three hours or four hours. The weather's going to be terrible. They don't adjust their goal. They just like hang on for dear life, and so that's something where you have to be kind of flexible with your goal, based on the things that you don't, can't control. And you can obviously control your fitness, but you necessarily can't control the elements. And yeah, the fun. elements. Sometimes you just have a bad day. That's and you know absolutely true. You've trained a long time for this, and you had a bad day, and and you had a tough. bad day. Take one. All right, down. take it out on that one. So I knew we'd get to karaoke eventually. Around. All right. Don't go. Don't I really know, know the words. Lie. Something to smile. But you, you had look, a bad day. But you had a bad day. You look at the sky. Or maybe you're going to have a great day. Yeah. Awesome day. Great and day. maybe we will have Best day some ever. great day in the future where we'll be able to podcast again yeah. before those big fall marathons. Yeah. If you're running the uh, the Fifth Avenue Mile, say hi to us. Yeah. We'll be at uh, on the course. It's and really if, short. If, so. if you're hanging out at Brooklyn Brewery in the near future, say, hey. Thanks for supporting Run Chat, that podcast that I love so much that you guys support. Got me yeah. through the uh, that arduous long. I'm really run excited the for the Run Chat Brooklyn Brewery Mile. Tell Brooklyn Brewery that. Yeah. Yes. Brought to you by Run Chat. Slightly confused them. <laughs> All righty. All right, everybody. I think thanks. we did it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this marathon episode. Yeah. Epic this, episode. This, this mile length episode. Yeah. You're welcome for uh, Violet's participation. Okay. She. Definitely had some good insights. She's been running for a few months now. She was running, she was running during more the than episode. A year now. I took yeah. her out into the hallway, and she was doing some uh, hallway repeats. Ooh, yeah. intervals. Yeah. And if you uh, find yourself in the New York area, there's several workout groups on Tuesdays at 6.30 a.m. Uh, the Lower East, Lower East Side Track, which actually is going to close soon. So right. yeah. uh, Engineer's Gate is the location uh, off the Hook Track Club, Red Hook Track. And several uh, McCarran others. Park has McCarran one. Park. I think Lower East Side is moving to McCarran Park. Oh, is that? Ah, yeah. Okay. I saw a mention of that. I don't know if that was definite, but that's a possibility. But lots of opportunities to run for free with or, friends. Or uh, if you ask us on our Facebook page, we can find you a place. Yeah. Uh, Bed-Stuy, or Bed-Stuy uh, Crown, Heights. Crown Heights. Crown Heights. They're I think Boys and Girls High School. Yeah, just naming Bed-Stuy places. Flyers are at I was in uh, Montana two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and I did a workout on the Bulldogs track. I did actually a live chat from there, not realizing it was Ooh. a live chat. If you're in Los Angeles, Burbank High School, 6 a.m. on Tuesdays. Oh, is that, is that when you were Instagram-living? And yeah, uh, from my pocket. And, uh, hey, I'm just, everybody just was trying to connect there. people, bring people together, yeah. do what I can, do my part. Yeah, that was that was a significant part of our, our lunch group's like next meetup was, hey, did you guys listen? Into to John's like black screen of lot. Uh, I was waiting for like real Coach John to come out and something, uh, that, you know, something like untoward. Like, oh, I hate the New York City Marathon. It's terrible. <laughs> Peter Chuck Chacha can. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Gonna but say instead, it, but, all he was doing was saying how much he loves New Balance. Actually, yeah. he was he was he was just his talking about like moments. one of his friends was getting married, or one of his friends. Actually, was I don't married, even so. I don't even know even what was said. I yeah. just like it, turned it off once uh, Chris Mosier told me, "Hey, you know you're live chatting from your pocket." Thanks, Chris Mosier. Now we know why it got turned off. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. That's a whole podcast mm. in itself. It's re... It's re, it's re uh, Chris Mosier, I want you on this podcast so we can discuss why you had to break the news to John. 
Also Chris Mosher, I want you on this podcast. Yeah, just because cool. you're general. also an amazing athlete, but also in, per- in person, we're gonna have yeah. words and now. pioneer. Yeah, True. we're calling out Chris Mosher at the end of this podcast. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Just featured on Game on Strava yeah. Twitter today. Next wow. time you're in New York City, I dare you to come on this podcast. We'll do it any wow. place, like, any time. Respectfully request you to any come beer on this you podcast. want, any yeah. place, any time. Carrots, blueberries, you name it. Despite any all place, the babies that are coming, any place, any time. And by any place, any time. We mean Brian's apartment in the evenings or Billy's apartment on days when Billy and Violet have to be, happen to be off from work and daycare. Yes. Very tight uh, parameters there. Wait, okay, we've gone off the rails. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think so. And running doesn't even Podcast have rails. Podcast over and out. Goodbye to run chat. Run chat, run chat. Your run running chat, best run friend. Run chat, run chat, run chat, run chat, run chat, run chat. Did Brian hit the stop button? I don't know. Happy I don't trails. Know if this is the end. Is it the end? Another of doors. Did you hit stop yet? Have we stopped? Then he has to go to physical therapy. Oh my god! I'm gonna kick you guys out of my apartment. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I had two beers. <laughs>